Yeah, it's time for What You Need to Know. It's being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. This is the SLK on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in the house. What up? Laura Romo at UNEEQ underscore is ready to roll because she's got what you need to know. Laura. Yo, thank you for the shout out. Um, getting followers. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> on both Twitter and IG. Um, yeah. What so about TikTok? You getting any followers on TikTok? Too? I have, but I don't really put content out there like that right now. It's just like oh, yeah. eh, something Maybe new. Maybe you should put up a video of you turning down the AC. And putting on a sweatshirt <laughs> afterwards. How about that? Or how about, how about a video of you eating right. wings yesterday? Don't think we forgot. Okay. Oh, I, I did see your picture on Twitter of, of you eating a wing. And I mean, that bone was dry. There wasn't anything clean. left on that bone. I mean, that's how you're supposed to eat the wings. We call them like, clean bones, Scott. Yeah, like, that's, 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 that's nothing it. new, man. If you ain't doing it like that, you ain't doing it right. But right. that is not what you need to know. Oh, oh I thought that was what we need to know. Okay. No, so today... Um, an album from Prince came out. It's called Welcome to America. And it's a funkier, sexier. I actually heard uh, some of the songs and I love it. I mean, I love Prince anyways, but it kind of reminded me of like, yo, I haven't bought an album in years. Like, I don't even remember the last time I bought an album and was like, yo, I want to physically go get that album. But I saw this one and kind of the just like the setup that it comes with. The deluxe one's a little bit out of my price range, 100 bucks. Eh, not dropping that. But $30, I was like, I could drop $30 for this Prince album. And it, I actually want to go buy it. And I'm like, what album would make you guys want to physically say, okay, I want that physical copy of that album. I have a question. Point of information here. Are we talking about like really like a record like vinyl? Because, you know, they've made a big no. comeback vinyl. I love vinyl, but no, no, no. I think it, it, it like the one that I saw it was like a CD. I don't even know where I would play that. But, right, you know, well, I might play a like CD. A physical, like a physical thing, as opposed yeah. to like digital download. Right, that's and, good questions. Scott. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, um, for me to go buy an album, gosh, I I would say maybe uh, if Pearl Jam came out with something new and it looked really dope, and I'm like, I gotta have it. But I feel like. I, I mean, I can't remember the last album I bought. Kiss, Love Gun. I mean, come on. I, it's been forever since I bought an album. My God. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> National Record Store Day happens on, I think it's April 14th every year. And like because of exactly what you mentioned, Scott, like albums, literal albums, long play, LP, being back in um, fashion. I mean, I paid, I paid $30 for many albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, and typically they're older reissues, not to get too far in the weeds on this, but like things that like once came out, but they've repressed them or re-put them out. $30 to me at this stage, if you get an actual physical thing, is one of the few, um, I'd, I'd say one of the few sort of collectible things that has not inflated its price out of the gazoo. I mean, sure, vintage, vintage stuff you're going to pay a lot of money for, but like these days you can buy an album and put it on your turntable for 30 bucks. That's 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 a good price for me in 2021. I don't even, I don't have a turntable, even though like when I was a kid I did. I don't have a receiver. I don't have the receiver hooked up to the speakers. Like anything I've got in my house is like a Sonos speaker that my phone connects to via Bluetooth and I'm using like a Pandora or a TuneIn or, I mean, Laura, hey. I don't even, I don't even know where I'd play the record. 
Yeah, you know what? I don't either. I, I was thinking about it. I mean, my car does have one, but I don't think I've used it. And it's a 2016. Your car has a CD player? Yeah, 2016. Wow. I know, right? But I haven't used it in, I don't remember how long ago, but just seeing, like, I don't, I'm a huge fan of Prince, and I, I never got to see him live. So for me, just kind of having that and just the way that the CD looks and everything, like the deluxe one looks dope. But again, not 100 bucks, not out of my price range. Fun fact, but, when Greg picked me up to go to uh, Rams camp, he was playing Prince in nice. his car, like he said he would be doing when he was nice. a Uber driver. So that's Did right. he have a CD? Right. Or was it was your phone plugged in, Greg? Was it? Uh, the phone was, was, was plugged in. There's zero chance I'm buying it. <laughs> I love Prince, and I, we were playing it, but I, I'm not buying any like thing that's going to take up more space in my car and in my apartment. Yeah. It's enough. No no offense to any of this. I just my, I just don't want more stuff. No, I feel you. I feel you. Like I live with my parents, right? But like I when I have my own space, I want like I want a studio. And I have certain things that are signed and autographed by artists that I want to put and I feel like this will look dope there. But I actually went to my Apple Music and I'm like, yo, the last album I bought was from Nas. And is the Life is Good Deluxe Version album. But I didn't even buy the physical copy. I just bought it on Apple Music. And I'm like, I haven't bought an actual physical album in, whew, I don't even know. I have not wild. bought a piece of music. I I'm telling you, it's got to be like forever. Seriously, like I've, I haven't gone to iTunes and gone, oh, I got to get this song I'm going to pay for. It. I mean, I not once. You're streaming I can't all the way. It. You're a full stream guy. Well, if yeah. you pay for the service, you don't got to pay That's for fair. the no, song. No, no, no. Oh. I even listen to the commercials. My girlfriend's <laughs> all over me all the time. Oh, stop oh. that. Oh, I swear to you. Scott, stop it right Scott, now. I swear to you, guys. Scott, I'm with you. No, no Clinton, no. Yes, Clinton. I'm yes. Buy commercials the pay ones. the bills, okay? I'm fine with it. All right. The, what you're paying for, or rather paying for, or not paying for, is the ease of not being able to having to touch anything that's the big difference is between all the physical things you don't have to get up and do anything if i got to sit through a couple of commercials just in order to be able to not actually go over to the phone and press a button okay i don't know i've always because for apple music you just got to pay so i just pay i don't even think they have commercials but like for pandora and like spotify and all this other stuff uh-uh. I, that's why I don't do it no more because I'm like, skip, skip, skip. And then they tell oh, me no. you don't got no more skips. No. Yeah, you run out of <laughs> skips. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I, I can't play this. Right. I don't and go I'm here like, anymore. I'm stuck I'm listening <laughs> to this garbage for the next five, 20, right. 30 minutes. But you guys want to know something? Like my girlfriend will say to me all the time, she's like, why are you so cheap that you won't pay for the upgraded service so you don't mm -hmm. have to have the commercials? And you know what I tell her? Hey, babe, I'm working. I'm trying to listen to who's advertising on Pandora or who's advertising oh. on whatever streaming service because I'm like, I want to know what companies are choosing to advertise on a streaming service rather than or in addition to terrestrial radio. Like, I really, in my crazy mind, I'm like, I actually want the commercials because I want to know who's spending where. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, but that makes it's not, sense. It's not ridiculous yeah, at all. This is the reason sense. why I still buy physical copies of magazines and look Ooh. at all of the ads because I like what they look I like. I do that I too. Know, <laughs> I want to know who's advertising visually. I'm totally with you on that. Oh, I good, love that. Man. Totally with you. Oh, I don't feel so bad now. It's like yeah. the book. You have to buy the book. I don't do audio books. Mm -hmm. I'm a physical book kind of person. Yeah, yeah I'd rather okay. read it than listen to it. I'm with mm -hmm. you. Yeah. That's yeah. where we part. I like, a, I like a good listen <laughs> these days. I don't have time to turn pages. That's for sure. Okay. He's too bougie to turn a page, but can't pay for the commercials to be out. All right, all right. I buy vinyl though, so it balances Ooh. out. Ooh, okay, yeah. 
All right, well, that is, that is what you need to know. It's being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Clinton Yates, we said to everybody tuning in this afternoon, yesterday was one of the craziest days of all time to have been on the radio. But 24 hours later, you've had a chance to think about it. You've had a chance to digest it. You've had a chance to hear other people's opinions, read what people have had to say. Two monster moves that were breaking news yesterday, and now we're looking for your reaction. Clinton, are you ready to go to the phones? I am, but hold on. Was that a dream sequence drop that we just heard right there? That was great. It was like, you know, recalling. I <laughs> what love happened? That. that was excellent work. <laughs> Thank you. Carry on. All right, here is Julio in LA. Julio, you're on the SLK on 710 ESPN. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? So, What's uh, up? My- my favorite part about this whole thing has been the bitterness that all these San Diego Padres fans are expressing. I have a couple close friends that uh, are San Diego Padres fans, and they're trying to act like we're taking this unethical path by improving our team. Like you guys were talking about at the beginning of the last segment, how anybody that's a fan of any team wants their team to improve as much as possible, improve their roster. Oh, man, Julio, you were like on a oh, nice roll. And then all of yeah. a sudden, your, your phone went out. See, Clinton, what Julio was talking about, about how Padre fans look at the Dodger fans, and they say, oh, well, you're just trying to buy your championship. That's nonsense. I mean, the Padres are close to the luxury tax, just like the Dodgers are the team over the luxury tax. Um, I'm not buying that, but I will say this. I also have a lot of Padre fans around me. My kids all are Padre fans. And here's the one thing that was said yesterday. Before all these moves were made, before Scherzer was coming to the Padres, before Scherzer ended up with the Dodgers, I would hear from Padre fans and they'd say, we have enough right now to win the World Series this year. And I'm like, really? Because you can't seem to gain on the Dodgers, who have gained on the Giants with half their team injured. Um, But what about today? And I asked those same people today, Clinton, yesterday you said the Padres had enough to win the World Series. You see Scherzer and Turner go to the Dodgers. What do you say today? And those same Padre fans went, no, no, not now, not now. The Dodgers have way too much now. And if the Padres wind up having to play the Dodgers in a one-game plan, they could be in monster trouble given this pitching staff that the Dodgers now have. Well, hold on. You definitely don't want to get into a one-game situation with the Padres. I mean, I think that's where the Dodgers become the more dangerous team. I mean, I agree with you writ large, but that's where the Padres are a problem is in the one-game scenario because they can be electric in one go. I mean, the Padres scored 24 runs in a game this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can blow up on you and they know what they're doing. But to that point... If you get in a series with the Dodgers and you can get through that staff, your um, your Scherzers, your Kershaws, and I'm moving from back to front on this in terms of Walker Bueller, never mind Urias, like, that's where the problems come with the Dodgers. You do not want to find yourself in a one-game scenario with the Padres, Greg. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, no, that's why getting Scherzer was such a big deal because hopefully now this should be able to pull or catapult you into the first-place spot over the Giants, and that's what at least hope is what's going to happen because playing – Playing San Diego, that's there's a lot of firepower down there. I'm not worried about it. I do think that the Dodgers should still walk away from that. But man, that's who's who's pitching for San Diego? Cap, it's gonna be Bueller. It would be Bueller, and in one gamer, it would be Bueller versus who? Darvish. Uh, He's kind of. I would say probably you, Darvish. Yeah, I mean you, Darvish. Um, you you can't trust Blake Snell unless he's at home because he's been so bad on the road. Um, Musgrove was good last night, and he's probably been the most consistent. They certainly can't rely on a young guy like Weathers who hasn't gone past five innings. And, 
I mean, this guy, Chris Paddock, was advertised as the sheriff, and he's performed like the deputy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they really have it, you know? Yeah, no, Chris Paddock has <laughs> never funny. been a, a front-line starter ever, as much as they try to push him as one. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, Clinton, you're right. One game, anything could happen. Yep. But, um, you know, again, the Padres wanted to win the division so they could avoid that. Now the Dodgers seem to have enough, and with guys coming back, will have enough to get to that point where they can win the division and not have to face a one-game plan. Isn't it amazing, though, that the best teams, the very best teams in the National League, all three of them, and you could throw in Milwaukee and maybe the New York Mets, but, I mean, really, the best teams, the three best teams are all in the same division. Incredible. Best baseball in America is in California right now. No doubt about it. Up and down. All right, listen, um, coming up, uh, definitely want to get to your phone calls. We're coming right to you. I know the board is all lit up. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Your reaction to all the breaking news from yesterday. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, it's the SLK on 710 ESPN. It is a Friday afternoon. Clinton Yates is in for the S and the L. Happy Friday, kiddos. So, want to go back to the phones, Clinton, because it's a great day for fans to get on the air and react to what happened yesterday. And I want to just say one thing to everybody. Yesterday was one of these celebrations. You know, wow, look what's going on in the same day. Russell Westbrook, an MVP, uh, a triple-double machine, is going to come home and put on a Lakers jersey. And pretty much overwhelmingly yesterday, the reaction was positive. If you woke up this morning and you turned on any of the TV talk shows, if you read any of the newspaper columns, probably not holding it by your hand, but you know what I'm saying, digital, you, there was, it was not, not everybody really thought this was the greatest move ever. The Westbrook move in particular is what I'm talking about. So if, if there's the dissenting opinion Please have at it. Feel free. Let's go to the phones, Clinton Yates. Here's Jake yep. checking in on SLK on 710 ESPN. What's up, Jake? Hey, thanks. thanks. Great show, by the way. Thanks for taking my call. I'll be really quick here. I like the Westbrook trade, and here's why. We're going to get a great defense. We'll be ridiculous with LeBron and AD. We added a player that can play make outside LeBron James, and the defensive end of it is aligned with Coach Vogel's uh, style of play. Uh, all we need to do is add some shooters, shot makers, and shout out to my cousin KD and T. If Lakers can stay healthy, we're going to get number 18 and we're going to drink coarse beer light on the beach. Go Lakers! <laughs> you know, though, Clinton, he just said something super important. If the Lakers can stay healthy, big if, LeBron's going to be 37. AD last year, multiple injuries that ultimately took him off the floor. That is a big if. That is not some guarantee. It's it, it is a big if, but I mean, look, uh, if we're talking about last season, you know, and I don't want to get too far into the sort of I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but like coming off the bubble, 
coming off the short off season, coming off everything that the players were dealing with in terms of the new travel schedule and all of that stuff, like injuries were bound to happen. Was it a reason why <clears throat> why the Lakers got bounced by the Suns? No. But it was certainly a part of the equation, I think, for every single team in the NBA. You've got a full off season, you've got a non Olympic offseason for LeBron, I think this is about as good as you're going to be able to see this situation roll out. And here's the other thing. For all of you people who are trying to tell me that Russell Westbrook is not necessarily going to be the exact fits that you need, he doesn't have to be Magic Johnson, you guys. He can just get back to being Russell Westbrook, and that will probably be enough to make this team a legitimate championship contender again. I mean, I think that's part of this. Russell Westbrook, let us not forget And the only reason I'm saying this with such vigor is that when he went to my Wizards, I can't believe I'm even saying that, is that it was clear that his skill set was not going to apply to that roster. Here, it does. It's a better plug-and-play situation, and he can fill up a little bit of it when you've got a guy down. He can score if he has to. It's just not necessarily what happens, excuse me, it's just not necessarily, I think, the best formula to win if he has to do that on a team, and this is not where he, one where he does. So well, you know what I love about this? All these people are talking about how they hate this trade so much, and they wish they had Buddy Heald, that there's no spacing, and that, you know, Russell Westbrook is this guy, he's a me guy, and he's always about, he makes he doesn't make winning plays when it matters down the stretch, and these are all things that happened on other teams that were not with LeBron James on this team. I think that is a huge part of all of this is that Russell Westbrook is not going to be the same guy he was with James Harden. He's not going to be the same guy he was with um, Paul George or with Bradley Beal. With this team, where he is far and away the third option and not somebody that needs to have the ball in his hands all this time, his usage rate is going to go down. Everything is going to go down. I mean, Probably his numbers go down a little bit, but he's going to make winning plays that matter, and he's going to step back just a little bit. It's totally different than what he did on other teams, and not when he was with KD and they were fighting over whose ball it was. Well, that's one of the things that I love so much about this Westbrook trade. If you think, like Vegas thinks, that the Lakers are now the favorites and Brooklyn is the second favorite to win the NBA title next year, and you think about those three of the Lakers going against those three of Brooklyn, there's a lot of hate amongst all of those guys. I mean, that whole group, I I actually love the potential rivalry, but I always feel like we want something that we never really get, so... Let's hope that we do. Let's take this call right here from Juan in Manhattan Beach. Juan, what's going on, my man? Uh, everything's good, man. I'm super happy. Um, I was just saying that this trade for Max uh, for the Dodgers is a big boost because everyone was talking about Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer this, the case. We had to start David Price against San Francisco, and we saw how that game went. So I think the Dodgers did the right thing. They wanted Uh, to win now and they want to win that division so it's just showing that they're investing the money in the right spot and Trey Turner's no joke too he's the fastest I think he has the fastest wheels on the team now compared to with Mookie Betts and Bellinger all right I'll jump in there he does he Trey Turner does have the fastest wheels on the team but Trey Turner could improve at base running not only am I a member of the handsome man community I'm the president of base running Twitter I hope that and I say this with all seriousness I hope that Trey Turner becomes a better actual base runner playing for the Dodgers. Dave Roberts is the guy that excelled at that, obviously, in the big leagues. I hope that's something that they apply to their team. And to get back into the real nitty-gritty of this offense, Greg, if he's running at the eight spot, he's going to have to be a better base runner because he's not just going to be able to run free because guys that are in the middle of the lineup are batting behind him. 
it makes a huge difference. Like we saw Mookie Betts in the in the playoffs last year make plays on the base paths, and so to add somebody else, especially at that bot and that eight spot, which I really like, Clinton is having him down there. Then you have the two of them on base making good plays and understanding how to run the bases. It's from top to bottom, you're stacked, man. Yeah. Well, but they got here's what they got to do. Look, they got to get Mookie Betts back. They got to put Seager back on the field. They got to get turn right. They got to get Turner out of COVID protocol. Uh, they got to get Scherzer on the mound. They got to get Kershaw healthy. I mean, they got to do all of these things. And then you know what they got to do once they do all that, guys? Then they got to catch the Giants. That that still has to happen. You know, everything we're talking about is theoretical and on paper and how much better everything looks. But there are there's still a couple games back, and they got to still go out and catch the Giants. And the Giants didn't exactly sit still. They went and got themselves Chris Bryant, which. You know, you've just added a pretty significant bat. Yeah, he slumped quite a bit in June, but he got off to a hot start. But he is a world champion. He's going to add to that team. Uh, the Giants aren't exactly just waiting for the Dodgers to overtake them. They're doing stuff too. No, but, I mean, to your point that Greg brought up before about trying to keep guys away from other teams, I mean, this puts a little pressure on the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, by the by, we weren't just sitting around waiting for y'all to fall apart. We bolstered our situation as well. You better finish strong or else we're coming. Let's go back to these phones. If you want to react to what happened yesterday, it was a monster sports day in Los Angeles. We were on the air when it was all going down, and 24 hours later, we got a great chance to breathe, let it marinate, relax, think about it, and today react to it. Here's Frank in Rancho Cucamonga, the Inland Empire, checking in here on SLK. Frank's gone. Billy in Long Beach. What's going on today, hey, Billy? how you doing? LBC. How you doing, guys? The Westbrook trade was brilliant. I'll tell you why. The last two champions, the Lakers and the Bucks, controlled the board but shot the three poorly. Three-point shooting is not a determining factor on winning a championship. It's rebounding. And Russell Westbrook is a rebounding monster. He, on, he averages 12 a night. You put him, LeBron, together with AD, these guys average like 35 rebounds a night. You don't think they're going to control the boards? Bro, Westbrook was a brilliant addition. Plus his energy. That ball is going to move down the court a whole lot faster. The Lakers are going to be more energetic with Westbrook's excitement. Man, this, this, they're definitely a favorite to win. But remember, it's the rebounding that wins championships. All right. I love that phone call. I think, sorry, sorry, I think he's right. And I think that, like, for all the people who talk about, like, showtime in the ethereal of, like, oh, showtime's back, meaning, like, the Lakers are dominating, the closest actual basketball you might see to something that looks like Showtime probably involves Russell Westbrook being a point guard because of exactly what he said. Those rebounding, those rebounding numbers lead to secondary break attempts, and if LeBron can find a way to get out into transition without having to handle the ball as much, he becomes a better finisher, and AD popping out on the wing as well as being who he is just from a mid-range standpoint. I mean, it, it could really look good if it works the way that it's supposed to. All right, make a prediction, everybody. Greg, jump in on this. Make a prediction. Who's the Lakers' leading scorer next season? Anthony Davis. Oh, that's a great question. Anthony Davis. Clinton Yates. Like, do you say as in averages the most points or yeah. will score the most points yeah. on the season? Yeah, averages the most points. When you look at the, the stats at the end of next season, who is the Lakers leader in average points scored per game? I think that'll be Anthony Davis, but I think that, you know, we talk about the injury bug. Mm. You know, the number of points that's going to be is always an interesting question. So we'll see. I'll take Russell Westbrook right now. 
I mean, if you took me to Vegas this weekend and you said, hey, make a bet, who will the Lakers' leading scorer be next season, LeBron, AD, or Westbrook? I'll take Westbrook right now. Let me tell you something. If yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, I'll tell you that if, if, if good. yeah, they're not that good. Exactly, Greg. Right. <laughs> yeah. If he's If Russell Westbrook is leading, <laughs> this didn't work. Yeah, right, I agree. You. I agree. I'm, you don't want Russell Westbrook leading this team in scoring. You don't okay. want that. Okay. Uh, listen, if I, can get, if I can get it at a sports book and I can get that bet, I would take that bet. I'll take Westbrook as the leading scorer. All right, here we go. Steven in L.A. checking in on SLK on 710 ESPN. Steven, talk to us. You know, the Westbrook trade was by far my favorite um, for the reasons the other callers have said, but also it opens up things for AD to play at the center more. He won't be bullied as much. Westbrook is able to get up and get some rebounds. Davis can play at the center and maybe keep his legs under him for the entirety of the season. I also think that the trade might not be over yet. I mean, there's uh, it seems like the Lakers offered a lot for Westbrook. I don't know that they had to throw in that 22 um, which makes me think maybe it might be expanded to include the Kings and potentially get Buddy Heald on board. But maybe I'm a delusional Lakers fan. What do you guys think? I think you're probably a delusional a Lakers lot. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I but, but, wrong with but, that, but, but the I, roster's I, not built right. I mean, you got we got five guys right now. Okay, look, there are five guys signed right now to Laker contracts. Greg, can you set the starting lineup for us? right now for the Lakers off of that yeah. yeah so it would if you go by the five guys it's actually six but if there's the five guys that you have it would be Marcus Ole at this five with Anthony Davis at the four LeBron James at the three uh THT at the two and Russell Westbrook at the one and and who's our bench who's player six man of the year Alex McKinney yeah yeah six Alex McKinney year, Alex McKinney Greg Bergman says Alex McKinney is going to be the sixth man of the year. Write it down. Wait, Alfonso McKinney. I'm sorry. Alfonso yeah. McKinney, not yeah. Alex McKinney. Dude's Alfonso. got hops. Sixth yeah. man of the year. All right. All right. Hey, listen, we'll come <laughs> back to down. your calls. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I know everybody still wants to get on the radio and react. You're going to be stuck in traffic heading home. You want to get on the air. We're going to take your calls. But coming up right around the corner, Would You Rather is next. This is Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That'll be me. Thank you very much, Chris. All right. Would you rather is going to start with Clinton today. You ready to go, Clinton? I am, sir. All right. Let's go with this one. Would you rather have an unlimited gift card to a restaurant or an unlimited gift card to a clothing store? Easily a clothing store. I mean, I am an actual clothing addict. This is a problem that I've had to, like, I'm not going to necessarily say seek help on, but certainly stop myself from dealing with. I have a bit of a uh, retail addiction. Because, see, again, Scott, as a member of the community, I can buy off the rack, and I like the mall. So I go to the mall to hang out, and I buy clothes. And I had to stop doing that. Like, in all of 2020, in 2020, 
I made a resolution to stop buying clothes. Now, people kept sending me clothes. That's a different matter. But I was like, I'm not buying clothes in 2020. 2021 has been a little bit more difficult to stay on that path. But yes, unlimited gift card for clothes every day of the week. I'm going to go unlimited gift card for restaurant. Um, I just stopped wearing clothes. Um, uh-huh. I don't mean I don't mean that I'm, I'm like sorry, not. Yeah, no, I don't mean that I'm not like dressed. I mean, but I just stopped wearing clothes clothes. The other day I put on a pair of jeans. I'm like, this is the first time I've put on jeans in well over a year. I put on a pair of shoes and I'm like, this is the first time I'm wearing shoes on my feet that aren't sneakers or flip flops. Like I've just stopped wearing clothing. I just wear like sweats and workout gear. I've just, I'm telling you, man, I I stopped wearing clothes during the whole last year and a half. I would much rather have the restaurant over the clothes. I get that. I Laura, for sure. So, like, no hard soles, no jeans. You're out on that. Oh, I, I, hey, Clinton, I want to tuck in a shirt so badly, but I need to lose like <laughs> ten pounds before I tuck in a shirt. I wouldn't even dare Mm-mm. tucking own in it. a shirt. Own, own it. it, really. Own, own it. that. Okay, own I that don't dad got bod. no flat stomach. I own that. I'm working What's on that? it, but I still own what I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> so, what would you do, Laura? Would you rather have the restaurant or would you rather have the clothes? Look, man, I can cook. I'm a really good cook, so I can be without the restaurants. But I love me some clothes. Me and Clint were just talking about that off the air. So, I got yep. a shopping addiction too. So, yeah, give me the cards so I can go shopping. Yeah, that's mine. There you go. All right, what's next, Greg? All right, Cap. So, this one is not a good one in either situation. Would you rather be on an airplane between two arguing passengers or sit next to a screaming infant? I think I'd rather sit between two arguing passengers. I feel like that has potential entertainment value. Although I have been seeing a lot of videos of people on planes getting into like legit fist fights. And there's always somebody sitting there, and the next thing you know, one person's beating up another person while sitting in their lap. So I'm not sure it's a safe place to sit, but the screaming baby, oh, man, I've been there and done that. You know, I've been the guy that's given the look like, hey, my my eyes say, would you shut that kid up? And then I've been on the guy on the receiving end where people are looking at me saying, would you shut that kid up? And I'm looking back at them going, help me. Somebody do something here. Help. So... I think I'd rather sit between the two arguing passengers. Sounds more entertaining. Um, I, you know, I'm, I was almost swayed by that, except for the <laughs> fact that, Craig, you said infant and not baby. Now, right. an infant, I'd like to believe, is eminently more calmable, perhaps, than two arguing adults who probably have pre-existing beef that they're not going to let go of. I feel like I can talk, amuse, cajole my way out of the screaming infant, whereas two human beings that are grown adults arguing with each other, I'm staying all the way away from that for the reasons you just stated, Kaplan. <laughs> I'll take the infant, not the adults. <laughs> Laura? Um, you don't cook. <laughs> First of all, I really do cook, and I am a really good cook. Just because I get invited out, Briones doesn't have nothing to do with you. Get out of our studio, bro. Go work. What are you doing? Seriously, bye. Um, I would be between. Well, here's my thing. I can probably like sneak in like a little drop of wine into the baby or the toddler's little bottle. Could probably fall asleep or do that with the adults. So I feel like. 
I'm going to go with Cap because I could probably be entertained with uh, the two adults going at it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. See, I don't think you guys, uh, Cap, you'll know this too. A screaming infant, as much as you think, oh, yeah, I could cajole, I could stop it from screaming. Ain't nothing you can do. When, it, when, it, when they're screaming, there is no stopping it. And they're right around that time where they can almost start talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That is not That's stopping fair. anytime See, adults. soon. Adults. I got to say, Joe, just as a matter of course, and this is kind of a weird, this is like a sort of a superpower, screaming babies don't really bother me that much. Like, I fly a lot of planes, bro, and there's a lot of screaming babies on those planes, and it doesn't get me off my game. But, like, grown folks arguing who know better, that annoys me. Babies are ba- babies gonna baby. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I, I, I sure, it's annoying from, a, like, a, a, I guess a noise pollution level, but I'm not, like, inherently bothered by it. If two grown folks are going after it, in a plane, when we all know where we got to go and we all know we have to be together, that's where I'm like, what are we doing, people? It's probably a, baby a lot safer. is going to cry. Right. Adults don't have to argue. The baby crying is safer. I'm telling you guys, there are so many videos now that, that go around social media of people getting into fights in airports and on planes. And I'm like, look, getting into a fight's a bad idea if you're at a ball game. Getting into a fight at an airport or in an airplane, that's a really, really bad idea unless you mm. love the train or the Greyhound. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no fly list. <laughs> right. Not great. Right. <laughs> and let me tell you, Greyhound ain't that good. Mm-mm, I've done it. No. no. Don't Greg, really there. quick. Yep. So are are the passengers strangers or do they know each other? Because if they know each other, then I'm just I mean, like... We're taking this question a little bit further than what <laughs> yeah, the actual thing on, on here. That, it yeah. says two arguing passengers. I don't know I if know they're if related. They I don't know if they're together. Like, why am I in between two people that know each other? I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Laura, you want to do this one? All right, all right. Let's go. Would you rather live the rest of your life as a monk or followed oh. continuously, continuously by paparazzi? Oh, wait, oh well, wait. I'm going to take this one first. Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll take this one first. I would much rather be followed continuously by paparazzi. And yes. Perhaps we're closer to that than you think. No. Oh, <laughs> where's my drop? Where is my drop? Uh, Sorry, bougie. I did not mean there to crash you. land, but that, that, that was calling me. So I had bougie. To... <laughs> All right, Laura, what would you rather have here? Uh, would you rather look, be followed by paparazzi or live life like a monk? Oh, 100% bring on the pops paparazzis because i can live like monk no disrespect to anybody before y'all get on me okay there's just certain things they don't do that i need to do and (laughs) i'm gonna leave it at that yeah yeah don't worry about it you're not offending the monks that are listening right now because there aren't any that are listening right now listen i'm gonna tell you right now if the paparazzi follows me i'm playing into it i'm leaning way into it i'm not trying to get away i'm not trying to speed past i'm not trying to cover my face I'm all about it. So I would much rather be followed by the paparazzi. I can't shut the hell up. I annoy myself, believe me. So I got I to gotta get followed by the paparazzi. The monk lifestyle is underrated, though. I mean, you know, you sing songs. You, like, hang out with your bros. You sing make songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, thought it was a, sa- a silence thing. I didn't realize yeah, that. Me too. No, Gregorian chants. I mean, oh. they're not, not all monks take vows of silence, bro. Some monks are very vocal, and they write a lot of stuff. Come on now. Get now that I did not know. I've, i got to get yeah. my monk game going, you know? <laughs> monk, <laughs> great show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, what would you do? This. Thank you. There oh, they nice are. nice Gregorian chant. Very nice. There they are. Nice. 
<laughs> what a great poll. <laughs> this is this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this right here. Yeah, I don't want anybody coming after me with cameras and flashing all the time. I'd lose my mind. Like I, I think you know me well enough at this That's point true. that if that ever got to that point, but you, I'm hitting people. No, no, like no. this isn't working. I think you Throwing secretly hands, huh? like the spotlight, Greg. Like secretly, no. yeah, no. I, I do. No. I, I, there was a time where I wanted it, and now no, absolutely Cap not. Loves the spotlight. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, he he loves it. I loves deal it. with the spotlight. <laughs> right. Greg hates the spotlight. Trust no way, man. me. Take the Thank you. Take Thank the you. Right. I walk in. I'm like, yo, I'm in the house. Right. Jorge Briones, by the way, is walking around the outside of the studio with a with camera, camera and taking phone. pictures of us. <laughs> he is the paparazzi. I'll be on Twitter in a few minutes. Oh, hell, I better not be on Twitter. I got possible? no makeup on. He's so good at getting clear audio from off mic across the room. Like, he's loud. His skills at that are It's actually one of my favorite parts of the show when he's yelling off mic. I love it. I hate it. Can he just go do his work? Oh, <laughs> he don't have any work to do. He's good. Chance. Well, there you go. Hey, that's up, Would handsome? You Rather. Wait, whoa, whoa, what are you saying there, handsome? Handsome man? <laughs> I was just saying that, I, you know, a handsome man likes a good Gregorian chant every once in a while. That's all I'm saying. It's a I nice Gregorian this. chant indeed. I could be, I could use the calm, just the... You know? Man, we're an afternoon it. drive oh. LA Solemn sports solemnity. station. Why the are we doing this? No, 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 no. What's going all about on with you? You're going to make our listeners crash over here. No, next. Little Zen. No. Oh, that's here's enough for next. what you'd rather. Yeah, here's what's next. What's next is a little time with Kiki for traffic. And then if you want to get on the radio today, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. It's a reaction Friday to the breaking news of Thursday. This is SLK on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, it's Sedano LZ and Cap. Friday afternoon. What do you got here, Laura? This is no Gregorian chant, is it? <laughs> no, it's a Sin City by ACDC. Because you told us a little story about uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, um, we'll get back to your calls here in just a matter of moments. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And I also want to talk to you, Clinton, about LeBron and AD meeting with Westbrook before this deal went down. But oh, yeah. Let me throw something by you here. Maybe you could give me a little hand, give me a little advice here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My 21-year-old son is going to Las Vegas tomorrow morning for the first time in his life with his 21-year-old buddies for everybody's birthday. Oof. And I said to the kid today, here's what I said to him. I go, listen, do you think you're going to be gambling there? And he goes, oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, and what are you playing? And he's like, very confident. He's like, blackjack. I'm like, you don't even know how to play blackjack. Yes, I do, Dad. I'm like, no, you don't. So we start having this conversation about when the dealer has a face card up and you've got a hand that's under 17, what are you supposed to do? And, it, and I know he's looking at me like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm acting like I do. And even if I did, I'm really not listening to you anyway. And even if I was listening to you, I'm not retaining anything you're saying. 
I'm like, dude, don't just go there and throw money away because you don't know what you're doing. Oh man, I I just I like I don't even know what to do. You know, like I want to say don't, but I guess you got to learn on your own. I don't know, man. First okay, time so going to Vegas as a kid. This is tough for me because I'm not a gambler, and the reason I'm not a gambler, I'll tell you very plainly, is because places like Atlantic City and Las Vegas exist, and I heard too many terrible tales of people not necessarily blowing all their money, but just embarrassing themselves over trying to win a game. I say this all the time. I like money too much to gamble it away. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, for me, Vegas can be fun. But Vegas is mostly fun, and this sounds kind of counterculture, when you eliminate a certain element of the gambling. Now, look, if you're good at gambling or you like gambling, please go ahead. That's just not for me. I like casinos without having to throw away money. You know what I mean? Like, casinos are fun. There's a lot of other people there. There's a good vibe. Um... You know, like it's a it's a cool resort setup, and you can play games. But like, if he's going there to gamble, you might have to have a, be- a deeper talk with him. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do in Vegas that are not just a matter of you know flipping cards. Yeah, and he's not going there to gamble. But I'm trying to okay. explain to him. And here's the thing, guys: if you've ever been to a blackjack table in Vegas and you don't really, really know the game, the one thing I said to him, I go. And this is the only thing I promise you, Clinton, he took away from our conversation. I said, if you have questions, you look at the dealer and you say, what does the book say? I said, any dealer will tell you what you're supposed to do according to the book. And his eyes lit up and he went, okay, I now have a phrase that my friends don't have that's going to make me sound like I know what I'm doing. What does the book say? Because I was trying to explain to him, listen, if you've got a 13 showing and the dealer has a 16 showing uh, or a six card up, do you hit or do you stick? And he's like, well, you hit. I'm like, no, you see, that's what you don't do. You, you want the dealer to bust. You don't want to bust. So you need to know these little rules because otherwise, has anybody ever had this happen? You get people at a table and you screw the table up, people get pissed. Well, that's what I was going to say is that if he's going with his friends and he's really only sort of socially competing against them, He's got a better chance of survival. If you're like solo or you're trying to prove something against a bunch of potential pros, then you're screwed because you don't know what you're doing. But if it's him and his boys all at a table and they're kind of figuring it out together, that's a good bonding experience as much as anything. I told him, I said, go find $5 tables. I don't know if you will find $5 tables, but find $5 tables. And then I said to him, now, if you sit down at a $5 table, do you know how much money you should have? And he goes, $5. I'm like, no, dummy. Okay. You, you got to give yourself 10 hands. You sit at a $5 table, you play 50 bucks. You lose that $50 quickly, that table's ice cold. Get up and get out. Yeah. Take your losses and get out. Sounds this is what like I, a man speaking from experience. Clinton, this is, this is what you're dealing with. It, it never goes away. Even as they grow up, they get out of high school, they go into college. It never stops, man. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. You know, the idea is that you know, when you're old and you know, in the can, they can take care of you just like you took care of them. That's, that's the way you look at it. Let's go to the phone calls and see what's going on out there. Let's get some more reaction to what happened yesterday, the Westbrook trade, the Scherzer-Turner trade, and I definitely want to get to the story of LeBron and AD and Westbrook meeting weeks ago. Here's Ray in Montebello on SLK. Hey, Ray, talk to us. Come on, Ray. Ray, turn down your radio. (laughs) 2021, still saying that. All right, right, Ray. Ray. All right, Ray. See you later. Later, Ray. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Coming up, 
LeBron and AD met with Westbrook long before this deal actually went down. For me, that's hyper-important. Let me explain why. Coming right back, this is the SLK on 710 ESPN.